For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works in social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Melissa Laurie, and we're going to explore how to optimize TikTok videos for search so you can reach a larger audience. By the way, I am at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. If you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Melissa Laurie. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Melissa Laurie. If you don't know who Melissa is, you got to know Melissa. She is a TikTok expert and founder of Oysterly, a TikTok marketing agency that specializes in helping mid to large size businesses create TikTok videos that drive results. You can find her TikTok marketing tutorials over at youtube.com slash at the Melissa Laurie. Melissa, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited that you're here today. Melissa and I are going to explore TikTok search and what it could mean for marketers now, before we go there, I would love to hear your backstory. How'd you get into TikTok? Start wherever you want to start. Well, Mike, part of my story actually starts when I was in high school, which is also secondary school. And I started off with a really humble beginning. So my family really just didn't have much money when we were growing up and we didn't really do a lot. But my parents really made the decision and they wanted to send me to a well-known girls school for high school and they sacrificed a lot for me to really get there and and go to that school but what I realized when I was at this prestigious school is that I really struggled to read and I remember being in a business studies class and the room was packed with all fellow students about 30 people and we had this really thick textbook and the teacher would make everyone around the room read from this textbook And I remember just sitting there being petrified. And when it came to my turn, I stumbled and it was just couldn't pronounce words and it was terrible. And from then on in high school, I became really disinterested and I didn't really apply myself. And before I finished high school and moved on to senior year, I remember this really vividly that my dad actually sat me down at home and said that, They've really made a big effort, made a lot of sacrifice to give me the tools and, in their opinion, a good education to really set me up. And something about that really set me alight. And I realized then that I really needed to make a change and it was really up to me. 
And so from then on, I studied really hard and I studied on the weekends and holidays and I did really well in my final exams. And that led me to go to university where I studied business and I also majored in marketing. And I just, I loved marketing. I was always really fascinated by why some businesses thrive and some businesses don't. And also how brands could tell their story and just that power that marketing has on their consumers. And then from there, I had a great corporate career and worked at some of Australia's largest media companies and worked across industries like auto, government, parenting, and et cetera. But then I landed my absolute dream job, and that was at the travel company TripAdvisor. And in that role, I was part of the digital marketing team, and I was leading some of the big T1 clients for TripAdvisor around the Asia-Pacific region. So that really meant working with these brands such as Qatar Airways and Visa, the finance brand, and really understanding what their problems were and helping them find a solution with TripAdvisor's products. But then something really big happened, and that was COVID. And I remember being at a Tourism Australia conference, and it was a packed room full of delegates. I think there's about like 500 people there. And we were all talking about how the worst was behind us. Because if you could recall, we had really bad bushfires in Australia, and it really impacted the tourism industry. But then something happened, and there was a really big announcement that day. And it was this, that the US was actually shutting its international borders for travellers. And I think then we all realized that this is this is massive. This is going to really impact the tourism industry and plus other industries all around the world. So what I noticed over the next few months while I was at TripAdvisor, I could see firsthand how a lot of the, the client partners were struggling, but there was also a lot of doom and gloom. And I, if you could recall, there was all these reports about ghost flights with empty planes in the air, which were really scary. And then also people getting locked out of their home country and not being able to get home to see their families. And so I thought that I could make a change and and do something different. So I came up with the idea to create a video series called Travel Watch. And I got my iPhone. I I didn't even think I had a camera stand at the time, but I propped it up on some books and I started sharing all the good that was happening in tourism and marketing. So you might remember this, but things like how you could do a pet-friendly stay at a nice hotel or that you could actually do private dining in those sort of big bubbles. And so I was sharing this all on LinkedIn. And if you're interested, you can still see those videos there. But what I noticed is the power of video. And it really helped to start build my own credibility and also give me reach, not only with my own sort of business network, but also beyond that on LinkedIn. And then this taste of video got me really excited to start exploring YouTube. And I kind of did this for a little bit of a selfish reason at first, because if you go back to you know the start of my story and talking about how I was a little bit embarrassed with public speaking, I really wanted to set myself the target of doing one YouTube video each week. And I was terrible at the start. So if anyone's thinking about doing a YouTube channel, just do it. <laughs> it's fine. Just start somewhere because little by little, you will get better. And that's what happened to me over time. I just got more confident on camera. And then something else happened, and this was game-changing. I discovered TikTok. 
And I was gobsmacked by the type of content that was on TikTok. It was so raw. It was so authentic. And it got me really excited about the possibilities of what you could share on this platform. So I started posting a lot of TikTok videos and learning about the platform and learning about the algorithm as well, which is very different to a lot of other social media algorithms, which I'll touch on later in this discussion. And quite a few of my videos went viral on TikTok. And this actually got me thinking about some of the businesses I was seeing on TikTok. And I noticed something really interesting. So there's a lot of large companies on TikTok, but they only have their profile name. So there's no videos. Or there were companies on TikTok and they had posted one or two videos and kind of just gave up. So those three questions that I found that companies were really struggling with. So they wanted to know if they should actually be on TikTok. Like, did it actually serve their customers or clients? The next question was, how do I actually get started? And then the third question was, how do I make my videos more discoverable on TikTok and ultimately go viral? And I'll be touching on these items throughout this chat today as well. So this insight and this love for video and the power of connecting with people really led me to actually launching Oysterly, which is the TikTok marketing agency. And we specialize in creating TikTok videos and also running TikTok ads. Now, there's two things that are quite unique about what we do. So firstly, we're not a digital marketing agency. We don't run meta ads or Google ads. We purely focus on TikTok. That is our craft. And that's what we love to do and specialize in. And we also guarantee results. The next thing that we are known for is that we've got a really big network of content creators that we work with who are amazing at creating user-generated content. So we work with about 3,000 of these creators. And when we work with small, so when we work with medium to large companies, we will match these content creators to the company based on who they're looking to target. So there's a lot of value with creating user-generated content because often businesses don't have someone that can be the face of the company or someone doesn't want to actually be on camera, which is completely fine. So by using content creators, you're able to allow your audience to really tell your brand story. And that's a way to really build credibility and show up on TikTok and humanize your brand. So what I usually think about when I think about TikTok is that when we're working with companies, we're really ultimately creating their mini Netflix channel. So that's what we love to do. And just to wrap it up with just a bit of a funny story, because people often ask me, why Oysterly? Like, where did that name come from? Because it sounds like Oyster. And I do get a lot of emails for food expo conferences asking if we want to exhibit them. We don't want to sell any oysters. But ultimately, I think that if you know how to take advantage of social media, then the world can be oyster. And you just really got to take the right steps to get going. So, Mike, that's just a little bit about my story and where I've come from and my love for TikTok. There's a part of your story that I think I can personally resonate with and perhaps others can, which is that part where you were in school and you were asked to read. A lot of people don't know this, but I am dyslexic. And whenever I make a mistake, typically 
with these interviews is when I'm reading the script, which is the only thing that I read, which is scripted, which is at the very beginning of the interview where I introduce my guests, I had to work really hard, you know, and I went on to get an undergraduate and master's degree in speech and I learned how to speak extemporaneously and it was definitely a struggle. But the good news is for anybody who's listening that has kids or was once like that, you know, the good news is you can practice and you can overcome. And I love that part of your story. Now, Oysterly, what a cool name. So there's a lot of people who listen to your story and resonate with your story, but they still might be a little skeptical about TikTok. For example, so many people that listen to this show are all in on Instagram, heavily focused on maybe LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, but TikTok is a scary beast. (laughs) So what do you want to say to marketers who are maybe a little scared about TikTok? Why should they focus on it? Well, firstly, marketers and business owners really need to know the power of TikTok. So TikTok on average is reaching 1.1 billion active users each month. So this ultimately equates to about 25% of the active internet users every month. So if you're not on TikTok, this is a big chunk of your audience that you're ignoring. And I know that one of the main goals of marketers and business owners is that they want to be able to get the attention of their audience, right? And it's really hard these days on social media. They're making it really hard, whether it's when you post organic content or even paid ads. But there's something that's changing and it's a shift. Consumer behavior is evolving rapidly. And what you need to know is the way that your customers or your clients are searching or seeking information is changing. And the way that they're discovering and consuming information has changed even faster. And so this brings me to TikTok. TikTok is an incredibly powerful search engine and smart brands now making really big plays on TikTok. They're shifting their focus for more linear channels. So TV, TV viewerships going down, also moving away a little bit from Google as well to really focus on the power of TikTok, not only to humanize their brand, but also to make their videos more discoverable. So they ultimately are showing up on the first search page of TikTok. And I'll share a little bit more about this. But before I just touch on TikTok and being a search engine platform, I just want to peel back and let you know what a search engine is. So a search engine is a systemized platform where you essentially enter keywords and then the system will reveal the content that you're searching. So now that we're sort of clear on that, I want to talk you through an example of why TikTok is a really powerful search engine. And I thought no better way to do this than to actually compare it to a traditional search engine like Google. So to do this, I'm just going to paint a picture for you. And Mike, I just need to know where you're planning to go on holidays next, or where would you like to go on holidays? In your part of the world, the place I've never been is Bali. So let's just maybe throw that up. Great. That's a good choice. So let's hop over to Google. And we're going to type in Bali hotels. So we click search and what do we see? The first few positions, you're probably going to see about four or five sponsored placements at the top. This is what big brands are often paying for to be in those positions. Most likely booking.com, Agoda, et cetera. 
And then as you scroll down, you're going to see different articles, so links to articles. So you might see Forbes, CNN, maybe even TripAdvisor there. So let's click on the CNN article. And there you're going to see the top 10 Bali resorts. So you're going to see a little bit of content for each Bali resort. And what's really interesting to notice is that there'll be an image for each resort. But this image is most likely going to be something that's quite styled. It's probably been taken by a professional photographer. One thing to also note is that with a lot of these larger publications, they're really good at SEO. So some of these publications could be a few years old, but the date has just been revised and it's been republished so that it can remain on the first page of Google. So now that we've had a look at this article, let's hop over to TikTok and we're going to use the exact same keywords to search on TikTok. On TikTok, we open up the app or if you're on desktop, you can go to the search bar up the top and we can type in Bali Hotels. And what do you see? So TikTok is going to reveal all the search results. And on that search page, you're going to see a lot of rich visual videos. This is a completely different experience than what you would find on a more of a traditional search platform like Google or Bing. And what you will notice is that it's almost like your mini Netflix channel, all about Bali hotels, all personalized to you. And when I say it's personalized to you, what I mean by this is that the algorithm on TikTok is different to Facebook or LinkedIn and other social platforms. So those platforms really rely on understanding what you like, you know, with your connections, like if your friends or family like something, then you're shown that type of content. With TikTok, it's very much like Spotify and Netflix. The algorithm will learn exactly what you like as an individual. And that's why TikTok is often dubbed the platform of opportunity, because if you can get your content right and have keywords that are going to make your videos optimized, which I'll talk through in a moment, it means that TikTok's going to reward you and show your videos to people that are going to be most interested in that type of content. So if we click on one of the videos, so let's say there's a great hotel you want to look at and it's in Semiak, which is a popular destination I would recommend for you, Mike. So if we click on that, what we see is a content creator. She stayed at the hotel and she's actually giving you a room tour. So this hotel might be a little bit more expensive. So she's talking about, you know, is it worth it? She's showing you, you know, how comfy the bed is, you know, what the view looks like, how big the room is, you know, these things that you can't get from a professional photographer that you know, the image has been really styled. So let me ask you, if you are looking at these two different pieces of content, if you're looking at a CNN article where it's got this countdown of different Bali resorts versus an interactive video where you can actually engage with the content creator and see in real life, ultimately it's unfiltered, this experience, you know, that's the power of TikTok. Now, I just want to talk you through something that I also really love about this and why marketers and business owners need to really start to think of TikTok like a search engine. So when you look at an article, so if we go back to that CNN article that we found through Google, if you scroll to the bottom, it's really unlikely that there's a comment section, or if there is, there's probably you know one or two comments. If we are looking back at that TikTok video all about that hotel in Semiak, we can see that there's so many comments. 
So that's the beauty of TikTok, meaning that you are not a passive consumer. You can be active. You can ask questions. You can chat to the community and get their thoughts. And this is a really important point because this is something that is so valuable for brands. And I'll just I'll just share an example uh, just to help bring this to life as well, because I think it'll be really powerful for those that are uh, listening. So I'm working with the travel brand Luxury Escapes, and we created a video which was all about the three things you must do in Bali. So this video has gotten over about 300,000 views. You, you can probably see it pinned to their profile if you wanted to check it out on TikTok. But a few things to really point out that are, that are important to marketers with what to measure when they're on TikTok. So this video has got over 180 comments. It has been saved 10,000 times. So what that means is when you go into TikTok and you are researching for your Bali holiday or any other information, you can actually save these videos in your own collection, own private collection on TikTok. And that's something that's hugely valuable for a marketer as well, because it means that you can stay in contact with your customer or your client. And just another thing to note as well, with just touching on luxury escapes as well, like the value there for them creating this type of video is that they can now have a direct dialogue with their customers and potentially new customers as well. It's a really powerful way to humanize your brand. So that's just one example of a B2C. But Mike, if you like, I can also share an example of a B2B quickly, if that would be valuable. Well, let's see if we have room for that as we proceed through this interview. First of all, thank you for taking extra time to kind of help everybody understand how search works on TikTok. I absolutely think that was really, really important. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. A lot of people that are listening right now are like, all right, you sold me, Melissa. I, I'm interested in TikTok search. How do I get started? What's the first thing I need to think about? So the first thing, and it's really important, content pillars and content pillars for TikTok. And this is going to help set you up for success. And so I always recommend with the businesses that we work with to spending a lot of time on this. So I want you to think about content pillars like if you've ever been temping bowling and you see those bumper rails on the side that often kids learn on so the ball doesn't go down the side. So I want you to think of content pillars like those bumper bars. And ultimately, these content pillars are keeping you on track so that you can interact and engage with more of your target audience. A big mistake that a lot of brands make is that they don't have content pillars and they just focus on product. And so I might just share a quick you know, story with why this is really a bad thing to do. So I now live in Singapore and I've been making a big effort to network and meet lots of people and make some new friends over here. And I went on a coffee date with someone and they just spoke about themselves. And I'm sure we've had this experience, all of us, like where we've been to like a dinner party or a coffee date, and that person just speaks about themselves and it becomes really boring and draining. So if you don't have content pillars mapped out, this is what can happen to your brand. So make sure you do the work, spend the time and do the research as well, and really think about what your customers or clients might be doing before they even think about working with you or buying from you. And that's going to really set you up for success. 
So once you've got your content pillars, you need to do some research. I'm going to give you three ways that you can research. So number one is you can research on TikTok. So you can just search in the search bar. I'll just come back to this and explain a little bit more once I go through the other options. The second way is that when you do conduct a search and you scroll down on that search page, you'll also see a module which says other people search for. So it's very similar to Google, right? You know how they've got that, that module there on the Google search page? Very similar. So you could use that as well to actually have a look. Like TikTok is telling you what else your customers or clients are interested in. And then the third way, and this is a goldmine of data, it's free. So when you have a business account with TikTok, you get access to the business suite. And this is where you can see a lot of the top performing businesses in TikTok videos. You can see keywords as well, which I'll touch on in a moment, and also trending hashtags. So it's another way that you can start to really hone in on your research. Okay. So first of all, check the TikTok search and look and see what comes up. Knowing full well that it's customized for every person, it's going to be a little different, right? But when we're looking for this TikTok search, are we just looking to see what kinds of videos people are creating? Is that what we're looking for when we're there? Yeah, exactly. So you can see what are the top performing videos. So for example, we've been working with a education brand called RMIT Training. They are part of RMIT University and they run a English course. So essentially, if you are based in like Vietnam or Thailand and you want to come out to Melbourne and study at university, but your English isn't there yet, then you can actually do this course and it will just help you feel more confident and give you the right tools before you go to university. So what we did is that we find out their content pillars through a lot of work and then we started doing research and so we could search for things like international student Melbourne and what you will see if you did this for your business as well, is that you start to notice trends. Like, what are people talking about? And what we found was that, yes, students you know, care about the uh, academic side, but they also wanted to know what are the activities? You know, what do you do around Melbourne? And so when you take this insight, and then we actually thought about what is our point of difference as well, being in Melbourne or Australia, and it's the furry animals. Like, we've got kangaroos and koalas. They need to be in TikToks. So taking that insight, we actually created a TikTok video where we sent a content creator to a wildlife reserve next to Melbourne. And she was actually able to film a video, which was all about being an international student in Melbourne. And she showcases seeing all these different furry animals as well. So that's just an example of what you can do. And you know, before we were working with RMIT training, they were getting about 200 views on their videos. And this video got 1.9 million views. And so these are the exact steps that we did. Just to round this off, you search on TikTok, have a look at what videos are doing, never copy, have a look, get inspiration, see where there's a gap, and then potentially see where there's a point of difference that you can offer in the, your TikTok video as well. And that's going to really set you up for success and help make your videos more discoverable. Okay, a couple other quick questions. So TikTok search, look in the four other people search for category to kind of see what topics people are searching for. And then this TikTok business suite, what's in there that can help us if we're thinking about trying to rank and search? How does that, how do we use that? Yeah, great. So it's got a lot of information in there. So firstly, you can see what are the top performing TikTok business videos. So they're from companies. So what that means essentially is that these videos are part of a business account. 
So if you are a business, you have to set up a business account, account on TikTok. You can also see trending keywords. So for example, you could search for, say, you know, if you work in retail, and then you can see what are the trending keywords. And you can even drill down to country level. So you can search in America, you can search Australia, et cetera. So it could be the keywords that, for example, it could be like on sale or buy now, like that is trending. And then beyond that, another thing that I find really helpful is also hashtags as well. So coming up to sort of big sales days, if it's Halloween or, you know, any seasonal days as well, you can start to see what is starting to pop and that will give you really good insight for your TikTok videos. Question on the keywords and hashtags, how important are those? And I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of where you're going to go with this, but how important are keywords and hashtags specifically on TikTok? They are very important. So when we think about TikTok as a search engine, TikTok wants to know what your video is about. So you want to be using keywords in your TikTok video. And so I might just explain this in terms of like the architecture of a really powerful TikTok video. So the way that we create videos is that we have the video hook. So this is the start of your video. Then we have the body and then the call to action. So if we think about just the hook at the start, so just think about someone scrolling on TikTok and I'm often that person that's on public transport that is looking at people and what they're doing and people scroll really fast. So you've got a few seconds to grab someone's attention. So in the case of that RMIT training video, we use the video hook of being an international student in Melbourne. And so the keywords there are international student Melbourne. So I always recommend that you use the keywords if you can at the start of the video and the video hook, because it's going to work in your favor in two ways. So firstly, you're telling TikTok what your video is about. This is a big plus. It knows who to show your video to. And the second thing, you're telling the viewer what your video is about as well. So that's a really big bonus tip. Make sure that you give some thought to your hook and then add the keywords there. The next part is the body of your TikTok video. So think of this like the meat of your hamburger. It's what you want to share about what you're talking about. A big pro tip here is that if you're sharing top tips, so let's say you're sharing three top tips, always count down to one. So you can start with tip number three and then you're revealing number one right at the end and that's going to hold the viewer's attention as well. And TikTok loves this because if you can make people watch your videos right until the end, it will reward you and make your videos more discoverable. It will push your videos out wider. And the last part is the call to action. So if we're working with a business and we're creating about 16 videos per month for them, we might say, let's do 50% of these videos or so eight of them and include a call to action just so that we don't come across too salesy. So the call to action could be follow for more tips like this. One of my favorite call to actions actually, and you can steal this and use it yourself, is save this video so you can come back to it in future. So it's a really good one if you're sharing tips. And it, you know, again, it means that you can stay in that collection folder that your customer or your client has created. Yeah, real quick on this call to action thing, because there's a couple things that came to my brain. Yeah, go for it. So we know that TikTok is very smart. And obviously there's certain actions I would imagine that TikTok will deem or the algorithm will deem as very valuable actions. Like save this video, I would imagine, is one of those, right? So is it safe to assume that if people are saving a video, 
TikTok places a lot of value on it and might show it to more people. Do you feel like that's one of those algorithmic triggers that might increase the likelihood that more people see it? Yeah, definitely. And also it's going to help with your views as well, because people will come back to that video if they've saved it. So 100%. And another key metric as well is shares. So you can also share your video with your friends or family or save it onto your own phone. And that's another big metric of success that I also look at as well to show just the the value in the video content that you've created. Now, I've interviewed a lot of other experts on YouTube and Instagram and other platforms. And on some of the other platforms, they recommend not to make this overt call to action because they hypothesize that the user is sophisticated and you're wasting valuable space that could lead someone to abandon the video. I personally feel like reminding someone to do something that they might not think to do when they're just in this random scroll thing is wise. And I'm just curious what you're, and in some cases I'm hearing that the algorithms and some of the platforms prefer you not to overtly call to action certain kinds of things that can negatively impact. Have you seen any of that kind of stuff happening on TikTok or not necessarily so? Yeah, so we've worked on thousands of videos and what I see work best is just having a balance. You know, I can see the point of view that you don't want to have quarter actions in every single video, but to your point, Mike, sometimes you need to give that little push or direction and let them know, know, follow for more tips like this or follow if you want to hear more recipe videos, for example. You know, on, on TikTok and just to really highlight the power here with the content, there's over 8 billion views for parenting tips, which is huge, right? And then even for home decor, there's over 3 billion views. So if you're someone that aligns with parenting tips, you know, if you want to target grocery buyers, you might have a call to action, which is follow for more parenting tips if you are creating videos on this. So I think it's just about being authentic. Like no one wants to be sold to. And so if you are showing up genuinely, I, I don't see any concern using a quarter action. And we find it really effective when done right. Okay. A couple more questions related to this architecting or crafting the video, the length of the video. It sounds like some of these videos are going to be a little longer than what typically might normally be used to. What's the average duration that you recommend? And then also my other question is what about taking content from other platforms like YouTube, where maybe you're creating longer form content and you want to craft it down to a shorter form piece for TikTok? In terms of just taking longer form content and repurposing, I'm all for that. I also repurpose my own TikTok videos. Just to give you one example, so I'll get to the other platforms in a moment, but you can also create your own TikTok videos. And I recommend that you can use CapCut. It's a free editing app. It's brilliant. So you can film your videos on that app and then you hold the original. And so I filmed a video, which was what to really post on social media. I posted it on TikTok. It got about 4,000 views. And then I made some tweaks and I can talk about what I did later on, but I made some tweaks and then I reposted it and it got about 10,000 views. On the same platform, on TikTok, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I reposted it again and made some more tweaks a few months later. And it got over 150,000 views. Okay. You got to tell us what kind of tweaks did you make? I mean, was it just, was it subtle? I mean, talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you want to be using text on the screen. So I changed the text on the screen, which appears at the start of the video. So this is really important because a lot of people often are scrolling on TikTok without any audio on. So you want to be able to grab their attention or you just want to reinforce what your video is about. So I changed the text on screen. Also with this video, I 
had a voiceover. So I, in the video, I had post-its and I was talking about, you know, pointing and talking about the different things that you need to post on social media. And I recorded a voiceover. So the first time I did it, I was talking a little bit slower. And then each time I sped up my pace of voice and I also changed the video hook. And just making these small tweaks was game changing. And I've actually got these videos pinned to my TikTok profile as well. So you can see like the difference. But, you know, I'm a big believer with getting the most out of your content. I know that we're all busy. So if you can film in CapCut, you keep the originals because once you post onto TikTok, it's just really hard to download as well. And you've got the watermark and so forth. So if you've got the original, you can just make these tweaks to your videos. I love this. I just got to like <laughs> slow down the script here a little bit because so many of us that create content, oh, that was a loser. And we move on to create the next piece. And we don't realize if we just tweak what we did a little bit, we might have a home run, right? Yes. Like how many of those quote unquote videos that never got a lot of views, like you said, could have hundreds of thousands of views if we just went back to it and said, well, that was darn good content. What was wrong with that? Right. And then you just analyze it a little bit. And before you know it, you're off to the races. I love that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what I actually thought with that video. I thought, this was actually really good content. I love this idea. It was something a little bit unique. So I'm just going to do it again. And also just another quick pro tip here as well is if you are working with content creators or you are filming your own videos, you can also just change up the video hook. So keep everything the same and just change up what you say at the start. And that's just another way that you can you know, ultimately like sort of A-B test and see what's going to perform well on TikTok and just save yourself time. Okay, real quick, back to the duration question. How long ought these videos be? So I'm a big believer that it just comes down to value and what you're sharing in the video. I know TikTok has videos where you can post up to 10 minutes video length. I haven't really seen that on TikTok. I know people often think that a seven second video is really powerful because you can get people to watch till the end. Look, you can post a seven second video and still get you know, 100 views. It really comes down to the value and really having that framework of, you know, doing the research, understanding what people are interested in, and then, you know, having the hook at the start and the body and, and so forth. But often what I see is a good mark is that I see videos around 30 seconds working really well. It's a good enough time if you're sharing sort of three tips, you've got that intro and then you've got an outro as well. So if that helps people, that could even just be a good starting point, but just always just come back to the value. People will watch if it's interesting, it's educational, it's inspiring. Excellent. Okay. So in the beginning, backing up the train here a little bit, we talked about step one is really to do some research, gather up your pillars and your ideas. Step number two is to craft the video, come up with all the crazy architectural stuff that we've talked about. And I know there's a next step, which I would love to hear from. What's the final part of your process? We all know that attention comes at a premium these days. And so what I'm going to share with you is going to take your TikTok video to the next level and help it become even more discoverable. So number one is, and I touched on this a moment ago, text on screen, put text on screen. If you can, like in all the videos that we work with, you know, for the brands that we work with, nine times out of 10, there is text on screen. So even with that RMIT training education video I mentioned a moment ago, the text on the screen was how to see kangaroos and koalas. And we had like a, I think we had a, like a koala and kangaroo emoji in there. So just think about what you can put on the text on screen. Now, 
The next big tip here is leave the text on screen for at least four to five seconds. So when you're on TikTok, you can actually set the duration. What a lot of businesses do, they make the mistake of the text on screen being five on screen for like two seconds. And it's it's just not enough time for the viewer to read and register. The next part of this is the caption for TikTok. Wait, real quick, just to clarify. So the text on the screen is almost like a headline. Is that, is yeah. it, it's not necessarily the words that are coming out of your lips. Am I correct? No, no, that's actually a really good point. You could even just reiterate what the opening hook is and have that as text on screen because it just reinforces what your message is about. Got it. But those words that you put on the screen should be ideally somehow triggered, if especially if you're trying to optimize this for search, the kind of things people are searching for, right? So, hundred percent, yeah. It's not like TikTok is actually reading the text on the screen, or maybe it is. Is the algorithm actually reading the text on the screen? Yeah, it is. I would think so. Really? Yeah, I would think so okay. because I well, look, I would assume that they would be really tight on checking everything because they've got yeah. really tight community guidelines, right? And they just can't risk. There's something happening on the platform. Um, but essentially, if you were doing a video where it was about parenting tips, it could be three parenting tips you must know. Got it. You know, like something like that, that's just quite catchy. Using numbers is really powerful as well, the actual number. So hopefully that just gives you uh, some inspiration, what you can do. Perfect. Yeah. Keep going with captions. Yeah, great. So the captions are something that's often overlooked with businesses. So we often spend a lot of effort creating the video and we're all excited. We're like, woo. And then we're about to post the video and we sort of just gloss over the caption. And it's so important. So it's another way that you can grab someone's attention because they will look and see what the video is about. So you can either use keywords there as well. You'll be telling TikTok what your video is about. So in the case of targeting a university student, it could be, this is why I love studying in Melbourne. You know, something like that. So we've got studying and Melbourne in there. So just give that some thought. And you can also use emojis as well, or even capital letters. Like sometimes I use, you know, best and best is capital, like best three things about, you know, fill in the blank kind of thing. So that's a really important tactic that you can use for your TikTok videos. Yeah, a quick question on captions. This is the part that confuses a lot of people. Captions can be baked into the video and they can also be written below the video. You're talking about the written caption, not the actual closed captioning. Is, am I right or am I wrong on that? Yeah, you know, you're correct. So the other thing I think you're talking about is like the subtitles yes. or closed captions. Yeah, either or. Yeah. So what about those? Should those also be like on Instagram? I see a lot of people baking captions into the video using, for example, CapCut or Adobe Premiere Pro. Do you not recommend doing that? Do you recommend just putting a title into the video and then letting people turn on closed captioning if they want to? Yeah, I use uh, subtitles or closed captions. I think it's really powerful, especially if you are talking throughout the video. And I actually had a lot of people comment on my own TikTok profile saying, you know, thanks for using subtitles because it's just easier to understand. Right. You know, maybe we're talking fast or there's background noise. So I think it just it just helps you connect with the viewer. So if it makes sense and you're talking in the video, then 100% add the subtitles or closed captions. Okay, cool. So anything else on this optimization phase? We've talked about adding text onto the video. 
the front of the video, some sort of a headline. We've talked about a written caption and you suggested using emojis and capital letters. I'm assuming we're going to be using hashtags here as well, right? Yes. So hashtags are the next big step. So I recommend using about four to six hashtags. And the first hashtag that you use, you want to make sure that it's directly related to what your video is about. So again, you know, talking about international students, it could be international students, Melbourne, so just make sure that that's really clear. And then also a big pro tip here is that create your own hashtag for your business or your product or your service, or even for yourself. So if you wanna build your own personal brand, create your own hashtag. So I have my own hashtag, Melissa Laurie. It has 5 million views wow. uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's constantly increasing. And so that means when someone is researching your business or about you, because remember, TikTok is a really powerful search engine. It means that you're going to be coming up on that number one page of TikTok, which is like being on the number one page of Google, but you're not really paying as much, paying a fraction of the cost <laughs> compared to Google. When it comes to the written captions and the hashtags, can you edit them? Do you recommend editing them? Does that end up re-indexing the video? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you can definitely re-edit the uh, captions as well. If you're not seeing results, definitely give it a go if your videos aren't getting views and also the hashtags as well. You can definitely make tweaks. Melissa, first of all, thank you for answering all of my litany of questions and bringing your insights to us. If people want to discover more about you, how do they find you on TikTok and where do you want to send them if they want to check out your company? Yeah, great. So I've created a free guide, which is the five things that your TikTok videos must include if you want to make them discoverable. It's on my website, www.oysterly.co, and you'll see free training there. You can follow me on TikTok naturally, or you can also learn more about TikTok. And I create a lot of TikTok tutorials on my YouTube channel. So Thank you and wishing everyone all the best of luck. Do they just look up Melissa Laurie or is there more than one Melissa Laurie on TikTok? How do they find you on TikTok? What's your... It's the Melissa Laurie. The Melissa Laurie. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights <laughs> with you. us today. Thank you so much, Mike. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 586. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.